Welcome to the Awake Church Podcast. At Awake, our mission is simple. Know God, take action. We pray this podcast will help you on that journey. All right. Well, hey, I want to dive in some on uh, really what I'm calling this kind of Vision Sunday, talk about 2024, things that are ahead. Last week, we talked about 2023 the things that were behind, and thankful to the Lord for that. But I want to look ahead a bit as to some of the things that God has shown me for us, for our fellowship, and I, th- I think in some ways probably for the body of Christ to some degree. But um, let me mention a couple of things as a reminder as we are moving forward as well. This time last year, we were renting another space, the church across the street, new church. They graciously rented to us while we were waiting to get in here, as you remember that. And... Um, on the first Sunday of the year, we did a, a crossing over kind of celebration. If you remember that, we had a pretend river in the floor in the front, and we all went around. The reason we did that and we crossed over was because it was kind of a prophetic thing about what was going to happen here. Uh, Bethabara, that word Bethabara, which if you're not from the area, that is the name of Bethabara Park, which is directly across Ronaldo Road here. And that's where the Moravians first came in 1752, 1753. They established uh, a, a community here. And Bethabara means the place of crossing or crossing over. That's what it means. And it came from, it comes from the Bible. It was the place where after 40 years of wandering in the wilderness, Moses and Joshua led Israel right up to the Jordan River. And the place they crossed is called Bethabara. They've crossed into the promised land. It's also the exact same place that John the Baptist was baptizing and Jesus came and got baptized by John the Baptist in that same spot, Bethabara, place of crossing over, brand new beginnings. What happened in that place? And so for us, it's been a prophetic sign, you know, that the Lord would take us for 22 years of kind of wandering around in Winston, hopping from building to building and place to place, and then to give us our own place here that happens to be right next door to Bethabara on the same creek that runs through Bethabara. And so that was part of last year, that crossing over, really uh, into new things that the Lord had for us. And in the very beginning, when um, the Lord sent me to the city to um, plant this church, there were three things that he shared with me that was part of our purpose And for those who've been through a new members class, which starts next week, by the way, if you haven't been, uh, come join us in that. It's before the service at 9 a.m. for three Sundays in a row. But during that, I share about these three wells that God showed me. The well of worship, the well of outreach, and the well of prayer, which were three really focuses that the Moravians had for a long time in digging, I would say digging spiritually, a spiritual well of worship, of outreach and prayer. They had prayer for 100 years, 24 hours a day for 100 years. That's a well of prayer. That's amazing. They sent missionaries throughout the world. When I go and we work in Tanzania with hydrating humanity, there are 400,000 Moravians in Tanzania. Isn't that amazing? They went as missionaries there and dug a big well of outreach and reaching the lost. In the course of worship, hundreds of hymns and all those things. And the Lord was saying to me when we came up here that some of those ancient wells the Moravians dug had been capped. They stopped growing. They stopped producing. 
And part of our role as a fellowship was to help rip the lids off of the ancient wells that were already dug. Not necessarily that we would start new things, though we have and are, but that we would also help uncap the things that God started through another people before we were ever born. You know, that's part of how scripture works. That's part of the kingdom is that you stand on the shoulders of those who have gone before, right? You do things that's a continuation. It's like the baton gets passed to you spiritually. You keep going. It's like your children, your grandchildren. But spiritually, it's the same. In fact, Hebrews 11 talks about that very clearly, that many would not see the promises fulfilled except for through us. They're seeing it from heaven. They started things. We helped complete things. And so there's an amazing thing that God has done in bringing us here. Uh, It's a physical thing and a spiritual thing. And so we have a lot to do in these uncapping of the wells. I felt like there was a focus on the outreach and prayer for 2023 that continues. And it kind of got started this last year. Exciting for me because we haven't had a lot of focus on that. Um, But in addition to giving, which we give to missions, a lot of missions around the world, really felt like we needed to have our own teams here again, really going out reaching the lost, sharing the gospel, going on mission trips from here, not just giving to those who are. And so that really began this last year. Um, that was part of our vision, and it really is, is happening. The Lord is, I think, putting his finger on this. And probably in your heart, uh, you want to be a part of it too because it's, it's part of what we're supposed to be doing, uncapping this well. Um, Scott Couch, who was just up here, um, leads. He's, really a, he's an ordained minister. He's a minister here, a pastor here. But he leads our missions area, which you just talked about, the trip to the DR coming up. Please talk to him if you have interest in going on that trip or we'll have many future ones as well. He's also over our men's ministry. And then um, within our men's ministry, we have Eric Ham, who was up here earlier as well, um, leading communion with his wife, Joy. And Eric is over our outreach team locally. So they are going out. How, how often are you going out, Eric? Two Fridays a month. Two Fridays a month. How do, how do people get involved with that? 5 p.m. on Fridays, there are outreach teams. You come, pray together, talk about what you're going to do, and go out in the city. It's a great way to get stretched, a great way to share the gospel, and then we want to see people discipled and raised up. But um, sharing what the hope that's within you is a powerful thing, praying for people. So those teams are going on right now regarding prayer. Um, that's one of those Wonderful wells that I feel like the lid is starting to get ripped off. There, there is so many things going on related to prayer here. One of them, uh, we have 24-7 sign-ups. Not that that's happening or it's filled up, but you can go to our website, click on ministries, I think, and prayer, 24-7 prayer, and you can sign up for any slot, 24 hours a day, to begin just praying. There's some prayer points on there where you can begin praying. I hope that you know, at one point, at some point, that we will fill up a 24-7, where we will have prayer going on constantly from this fellowship. And then we have many other teams. Um, we have drive-through prayer this last year. Tori, are you here? Wave at me if you are. She's back there. She started drive-through prayer teams, meeting every other week right now, hoping to go weekly. It's on Saturdays. It's right here in our parking lot. They put signs up. People driving by get to see, hey, I can get prayed for. They pull in go through, they get prayed for. We got people getting prayed for, healed, getting their lives rededicated to the Lord. We want to see more and more salvations from that as well. And um, if you have interest in being a part of that, you can talk to Tori. We have corporate prayer. Tim Johnson leads that. 
That happens about every six weeks or so here. That's coming up very soon on Wednesday nights. We join with Infusion Worship Church for those prayer nights, corporate prayer. We have Wednesday noontime prayer that Beth Johnson and Janet Kennedy lead, and that is every Wednesday at noon here, there's in the prayer room, uh, there are people praying. If you want to be a part of that, you can join that as well. We have prayer teams after every service praying for people, for you. We mentioned that one, that will happen today as well. Tori leads that, and then Craig Roach, who was just up here as well, leads intercessory teams. So there's intercessory prayer and prayer teams before the services and praying at other times for other needs in the body. So a lot of things are going on on the prayer side. And if your heart beats for prayer and you want to be a part of that, encourage you to join. Talk to one of these folks, talk to our Welcome Center and be a part. So prayer has really started. That lid is getting lifted. We want it all the way off in every way. Same with outreach. And God has got a lot ahead for us in that. So some of the other things we talked about at the beginning of this of past last year was that we wanted to start something called Encounter Nights, which is a little bit like how we started this church 22 years ago uh, with what we called School of the Spirit or SOS meetings, which is equipping. It's to equipping. It's diving into the gifts of the Spirit, practicing in a safe environment where you can step out and try these things that the Holy Spirit has put inside of us. Also times for worship, when I step into the um, things that are not normal. Supernatural means to do things that are not normal. And that's part of who we are. So we have started these monthly. It's the first Tuesday of every month at 7 p.m. here. Encounter Nights invite you to join us on that. This last Tuesday, we just had one. And we talked about proclamation and did proclamations. It was really fun. Uh, along with amazing worship. And so join us for those. We will continue those through the year. We have those planned out, or most of them anyway. And so for 2024, um, again, continuing with something we're already doing but will continue is a wonderful thing I want you to be aware of if you're not already, and that is our Iran Alive messages. So here's what that means. We take these messages, or most of them, not all of them, from these Sundays, and we work with a ministry that's in Dallas, Texas area, uh, led by an Iranian who got saved. His story is amazing. His, main, his name is Hormoz. Talked to him this week. And um, they take our messages, send them overseas to Turkey. They get translated into Farsi, overdubbed, and then they get broadcast throughout the Middle East. We put that first slide up. Primarily, Iran is the nation, the Farsi speakers. There, Iran has 89 million people in it, by the way. There are a lot of Farsi speakers in the world. It's a huge language group, and it goes into Afghanistan, Tur Turkmenistan, a little bit of Pakistan as well. But you can see this is the coverage for the satellite broadcast. It goes through the all of Europe, as well as Afghanistan, Pakistan, all the Farsi speakers in that area, even down into Africa. So that is what we're doing it goes, my goodness, I think it's seven times a week that our messages here are broadcast, and we don't know how many people are watching, listening. It's illegal to have a Bible. It's illegal to be a Christian in many of these places or some of these places, and this is a lifeline. Some of the scriptures we'll share will go up on the screen. They're writing them down. That becomes their Bible. Uh, it's pretty amazing. I wanted to show you, I've not done this before, but just give you a clip to show you what it's like um, if you're in Iran and you're watching our service. 
شما پدر یوشیا پترسون هستین؟ گفتم آره من شما رو میشناسم گفت نه گفت اما من با پسرتون کار میکردم اون خیلی شبیه شما فقط موهاش جوگندومی نیست البته اینو نگفته من و پسرم شبیه هم هستیم اما قضیه ایسا فرق میکنه او فقط شبیه پدر نیست او مظهر کامل پدره فقط شبیهش نیست دقیقا خودشه دقیقا خود اوست این منو به وجد میاد اوکی What do you think of that, huh? That's pretty cool. I think Cameron's the only one that knows what I was just saying right there, right? Cameron's from Iran. He speaks Farsi. And they minister more next week. You'll hear from some of them as well. But um, this is what happens. The guy who does the translating, uh, we're friends on Instagram. <laughs> and um, he is just so thrilled. You can see he takes time. He writes everything down that I say through a whole message translates it, and then goes along with body language and everything. It does the, you know, all, all inflections, all of those things he does. He puts it, it's amazing. That gets translated back into the Middle East. And who knows how many people are watching? Probably, I know there's many polls we've talked about. It, you know, the potential is that millions and millions and millions and millions could watch it, but certainly hundreds of thousands are. I have no idea how many. We will in heaven. But uh, the wonderful people around the world to get to hear part of the gospel and get trained up and hear the scripture. So that, that's part of the ministry that comes through here, um, as well as what Susie and Cameron do, which we help support them, and they do uh, even larger than on other satellite networks than we are. But um, that's one of the things that happens. We'll continue that. I plan on going through. I really wanted to do this for a long time and have never done it, but I want to do a series on the book of Revelation this year. So we are in these times that are really important. And the end of days, and I've done several times the first four books of Revelation uh, to the churches, but not have, have not done the whole thing. And so uh, we're going to dive into that a little bit later this year. We'll be talking about that as well. I think it's important. Some wonderful things, things ahead. Some words the Lord has given me for this year for us. And, you know, Jada shared last Sunday when she was up here overseeing that uh, this was a year to consecrate ourselves to the Lord and to stay unified regardless of what craziness may happen throughout the year. I think those are really good words. To consecrate ourselves to the Lord and to be unified regardless of what happens. And I, I feel uh, a, a chapter from the scriptures has really stood out to me for us in 2024. And, uh, you know, Tony said Matthew 24 and Psalms 24. Those are great ones as well to read But Hebrews 12 um, has stood out to me. I want to read just some selected verses here. And if you can listen, hear, receive, maybe what the Lord is saying to us uh, for right now and for this year, we'll read the first few verses here. Therefore, since we have a so great a cloud of witnesses surrounding us, speaking of those who have gone before us that we're standing on the shoulders of, let us also lay aside every encumbrance Lay aside, that means we have the power to lay aside every encumbrance. It's a choice, it's an intentionality. Anything that would be an encumbrance to us, we can set it aside. I'm not gonna allow that to be an encumbrance anymore. And the sin which so easily entangles us and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. With endurance, that, isn't, that means it's not gonna be easy. 
If you have to endure, that means buckle up, right? That's okay. Run with endurance. The race that's set before us. Fixing, verse 2, our eyes on Jesus. Can never go wrong when you do that. Fix your eyes on Jesus. Set things aside, encumbrances and sin. Run with endurance. And make it up in your mind. This is so important. If you're going to run a long race, if you're going to run a half marathon or a marathon or a 50-miler or a 100-miler, a friend ran a 100-miler, I watched him do it. I couldn't believe it. It took him 24 hours. But he set in his mind, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to go around this track 28 times, four-mile track, however long. I'm going to just go over and over and over. I'm just going to keep going. I'm not quitting. I don't care what my body feels like. I don't care what the weather's like. I don't care who comes against me. I'm just, you know, you have to set your mind. And so that is the encouragement, the invitation from the Lord for all of us. When we follow him, that we are not going to get distracted by other things. I'm not going to let sin distract me. I'm not going to let doubt deceive me or I'm not going to provide a place for that. I'm fixing my eyes on Jesus and I am going to finish. I'm going to go all the way to the end. So that's part of this. Drop down to verse 3. So that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Don't grow weary and lose heart. Some of those encumbrances, I think, can weariness can work on us. Weariness can work on us. And the Lord wants us to be free of weariness. He wants to help us, refresh us. He's so good at doing that. We'll talk about that in a moment. Verse 6, for those, I'm just doing highlights here, from those whom the Lord loves, he disciplines. Last week I talked about discipline and disciplining yourself and being intentional about doing things that require discipline for your body, for your mind, and for your spirit. We're supposed to live a disciplined life, which Hebrews says it doesn't feel good in the beginning, but it produces great fruit in every way. So we want to be disciplined and intentional with our mind, with our body, with our spirit man. And then verse 7, or excuse me, verse 11, all discipline for the moment seems not to be joyful, but sorrowful. Yet to those who have been trained by it, it yields a peaceful fruit of righteousness. Verse 12, strengthen the hands that are weak and the knees that are feeble. So I think that in part speaks of Isaiah 35, which talks about that very similarly, which is the promise that God gave us for this church as well, that if we will do that, we would see the lame walk, the blind see, and those who are lame leap like a deer. Blind eyes open. So it's finding folks and praying for them, ministering to people, having compassion for people. It's loving other people, loving our neighbors as ourselves, which was the second greatest commandment that the Lord gave us to love each other well. Make straight, verse 13, and make straight paths for your feet. This goes all together. Make straight paths for your feet. Be determined, be intentional on the path that you're going on. Don't be ho-hum. Don't just see what happens. Ask the Lord what direction you're supposed to go, where you're supposed to be plugged into, what, where you're supposed to be serving, and set straight paths for your feet. I think it really does speak of a discipline. Verse 14, pursue peace with all men and sanctification without which no one will see the Lord. 
And then it says, don't let any root of bitterness spring up that causes trouble. Roots of bitterness cause a lot of trouble. So if even as I'm speaking, the Holy Spirit is so good at this in identifying if there's bitterness in us. It is a thing that will trip us up. Make sure we're clean and clear of any bitterness. No offense toward anyone. Not offended, not wounded. We were talking about that a month or two ago. And not allowing bitterness to be in there. And then drop down to verse 26. Talks about the voice of the Lord shaking the earth. But now he is promised saying, yet once more I will shake not only the earth, but also heaven. This expression, yet once more, denotes the removing of those things which can be shaken as of created things, so that those things which cannot be shaken may remain. Therefore, since we receive a kingdom which cannot be shaken, let us show gratitude. There's that thanksgiving, that thankfulness. Show gratitude by which we may offer to God an acceptable service with reverence and awe. I was asking the Lord um, about this year, and I saw a vision. Uh, it was, there are different types of visions. You've heard me talk about. Some are like still pictures. It's like you see this image. Some have movement. It's more like a movie. I call that an open vision. And this was an open vision because it had movement. And here's, I was in a, a forest. And I was saying, Lord, what, what do you want us to, what do you want me to share about 2024? What are you saying? And I, I found myself in this forest with a lot of, there were some larger trees, but there were a lot of smaller trees. It was winter, like it is now, no leaves. And so there's a lot of smaller trees around. I'm standing there, and all of a sudden, all of the smaller trees start moving. But there was no wind. And it kind of fright, frightened me or startled me, I would say. And uh, I, was, I couldn't figure out why everything was moving without any wind. The ground wasn't shaking either. It wasn't an earthquake. And I looked down, and for those, you know, when you read the Bible, there's some strange things in the Bible. Let me say that. Um, you know, even like you read the book of Malachi, it talks about the Lord comparing himself to a bar of soap to clean things. Isn't that interesting? I mean, that's, that's one of them. There are lots of things in the Bible like that. In this thing, I looked down, and there were, hundreds if not thousands of these creatures I've never seen before. And they were about the size of a big dog, but they were round, <laughs> completely round. I couldn't see their head, but they were all moving together, all touching and moving together. They were coming through the forest right at me, but I knew instantly they weren't going to harm me. And they went right up against my legs, brushing my legs as they kept going. And behind them, the forest floor was completely clean. And I was saying, Lord, I don't understand what that, that was. And it was over. But then as I read this, Hebrews 12, and asked the Lord about it, I felt like he was saying, you know, on the forest floor, especially in where we live, where it's a little more jungly, you've got a lot of stuff. Vines and things that can cause you to trip, trip up. You've got a lot of branches that have fallen. They've become dead, and they've fallen from trees, and so they're on the ground. They're causing you to trip as well. It's hard to walk through a forest floor with a lot of undergrowth, and that's what I was standing in until these creatures came through and took it all out, and they ate it all. 
they ate the dead branches, they ate the vines, they ate the poison ivy, they ate all that stuff. And it was just clean. I was standing, it was like clean floor from here on out. And in fact, the Lord was saying to me that some of the vines and some of the dead branches, there are people who have fallen in ministry, people who have fallen that you've known who've been serving the Lord, and they no longer walk with the Lord. They've fallen branches, what you're called the branches, right, that have fallen. And then you've got all kind of vines and poison ivies and all these things that want to trip you up. And some of those I felt like the Lord was saying to me have to do with unmet expectations, places where you feel let down, doubt that grows like a vine, doubt in the Lord's goodness where you've seen or maybe experienced really difficult things in the year previous or two years previous that cause like not sure if I can trust the Lord all the way, um, not sure how this is going to turn out or kind of doubt about the scriptures or doubt about faith. All those things that cause us to trip. We can't move well. I feel like the Lord is saying, I'm going to send some scrubbers. I'm sending some heavenly scrubbers and they're going to come, they're going to come through and they're going to shake some, some things. It might look a little funny. Don't be afraid. I'm just going to clean all that stuff out. And so we can walk without tripping. And so the Lord's removing the trips in here and even the things where people have let us down, those who have fallen, those who have become a stumbling block when they were a branch on a live tree, then they become stumbling blocks. I know several, you do too. But the Lord is gonna help deal with all of that so that we can walk free and clear. And that speaks to me of this, this whole passage as well. So I believe the Lord's doing that. Um, Tony mentioned this as well. There's always gonna be a shaking going on. Jesus talked about that. There will be a shaking. It will continue to work. Hebrews just mentioned that as well. But also in that, that we are a part of another kingdom. We are a part of another kingdom. So the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God, those are synonymous, cannot be shaken. So when you receive Jesus, you were birthed Rebirthed, you're still living here, but you became a part of another kingdom. And that kingdom cannot be shaken. It only grows in strength through history forever. Through eternity, it just keeps growing and growing. It gets stronger and stronger. It cannot be shaken. But everything else will. Economies, governments, groups, people, all kind of stuff. A lot of shaking going on. But us, you and I in this kingdom... If we stay eyes fixed on Jesus, we won't be shaken. That is important for us this year and every year. You make sure that we don't allow bitterness to be in us, right? Offense, all those things, don't let those things land. Get them out if they're there. Love each other, minister to one another, be grateful, strengthen the believers. That makes straight paths for your feet that's in that chapter 12, to me, speaks also of standing in the right places and standing for the right things, not the wrong things. And having done all to stand, stand. That's Ephesians 6. Having to do a spiritual warfare. There are times where you fight, you fight, you fight spiritually. Spiritual warfare. Then there are times that you just stand. I've done my fighting. And then the scrubbers come. You're just standing there. The Lord does his part. We do ours. Right, So we're going to stand regardless of what happens. And I believe also we're not supposed to 
back down or back up. We're not going backwards, right? The Lord brought, we crossed over. We crossed over, so it's take ground time. It's take ground time. The believer is not called to be a defensive person, right? We're supposed to be on the offense. There are times to stand against things, yes, but primarily we should be taking ground, Taking ground. The very, very beginning in the Garden of Eden when God made us, he said what to man and woman? Take dominion over everything. Birds, every creature, all land, everything. And Jesus brought a restoration for us to take dominion in a good, beautiful, wonderful way where we're taking ground. We're moving forward in faith. We know I'm operating a different kingdom so I can take ground and not just hide in a corner or go in a cave somewhere. So we're not supposed to be in a cave. In fact, it's amazing to me, of all the times in history that humans have been on the planet, God chose this time for you to be alive. And in this nation, and in this moment, and in this season, and these days, and he's really smart. He knew this would be the right time for you. This would be the right time for him to live in the inside of you and to move through you, and to be bright light, to shine and be strong and take ground in him, to partner with him. God is about partnership, which is phenomenal. When you have the king of the universe who created everything, decides to live inside his created creatures and to partner with us, but that's what he wants to do. He could fix everything in a moment, in a word, in a breath. He doesn't do it that way. He chooses to partner with us, gives us promises, invades us with his spirit if we receive him. Says that in 1 John, excuse me, just John chapter one, as many as received him, he gave us the right to become children of God. So receiving him, all of a sudden, I'm a child of God. Incredible. So we wanna proclaim over this year also, as we did this past Tuesday, and encourage you if you weren't there uh, this last Tuesday to also Create, craft your own proclamation over 2024. Craft a proclamation. You can do it today. You can do it tomorrow, tonight when you get home. But I encourage you to craft your own proclamation for this year. And a proclamation can be full of declarations. Declarations are truths. You can take scriptural things, put them into a proclamation, and proclaim it. It's what Abraham Lincoln did in 1863, three years basically before the 13th Amendment was ratified. He proclaimed something before it happened. And it happened. And so we can proclaim what God has put inside of us for this year. I created and crafted proclamations for all of my kids when they were younger. Uh, I knew some of the weaknesses they had, and so I gave them a proclamation that was the opposite of their weakness. We can do those type of things. We're not supposed to stay the same. You know that, right? We're supposed to be changing from glory to glory, transformed into the image of Jesus till he returns. And faithful is he who calls us, and he will do it if we allow him to. Pretty amazing. So let's proclaim over 2024. All right, and let's give this year to him. Let's pray. Thank you, Jesus, for bringing us to where we are, for filling us with yourself. 
the greatest mystery of all, Christ in us, the hope of glory. Thank you for living inside of us, Jesus. Thank you for being with us, right next to us, inside of us, partnering with us. Thank you for where we are in life, where we are physically today in this building. Thank you, Jesus, for what you have ahead and that you are the beginning and the end. You've already been to where we have yet to go. You've already been there, and you never leave us or forsake us. So you're going to be with us in this boat all the way through every storm and every victory and every wonderful thing. And Lord, I pray that you would give us a mindset of taking ground throughout this year, a mindset of moving forward with you, of shining brightly, of having faith, being filled and refilled with your spirit so that you can do all that you want to do. Lord, we ask that you would fully uncap those wells, every one of them. Worship, prayer, outreach, use us to help touch and change the world by your presence and with your love and with your power and with your goodness. Lord, do amazing things in our city, in our county, in our schools. Lord, everywhere where we are, Lord, we ask for your glory to be made known that your name would be lifted higher and higher. Lord, ask for every person that you would put inside of them and let it even come out, Lord, those gifts and talents and skills that Scott was talking about earlier that each of us have, Lord, may they grow and function. Lord, I pray that everyone would have their hands to the plow that you've given. The sowing and the reaping and the harvest of souls and enjoying you all along the way. Lord, we just give you full rights to ourselves and to this vehicle to do what you want to do. And Lord, I also want to say thank you for sending the scrubbers from heaven to take away the things that trip us up. Lord, I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would seal us, seal us as your own. Fill us with your spirit all over again fresh and anew, have your way with us in 2024, and Lord, put inside of us, as you'd put like seeds with your prayers that you want us to pray back to you through the year. Let us be people of prayer, people of worship, consecrated to you, full of your joy and hope. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. It'll be a great year. Thank you for listening to today's message. For updates on future episodes, make sure to subscribe to our podcast and leave us a review to let us know how we're doing. For more information about Awake Church, visit awakechurch.com.